welcome to the third episode of the Hughes' Musings Podcast. My name is John. And I'm Carol. And we are the Hughes's. And this is Hughes' Musings. And this week we're going to be talking about school discos. But before we do, how's your week, Carol? <laughs> My week's been okay. You know, the usual, up and down. Um, but I was at my nephew's birth, well, our nephew's birthday party this week. Y- yeah, my nephew too. <laughs> yeah, you you weren't there though, so no, you had to work unfortunately. It was on a Saturday. Yep. Um, so I felt a bit a bit funny, um, because we don't have any children, and mm. I was at a children's birthday party. Yes. So you know, um, so it was at Softly. So the children were just kind of happy doing their own thing. They didn't really need me to kind mm-hmm. of get involved too much. But had a little dance, done the hokey pokey. Um, Always good. Any excuse, uh, you yeah. know, in nearly 30s to do the hokey pokey. <laughs> yeah. It's always good. And then they brought out all the all the party food. Right. For children only. No, so yeah. no adult food whatsoever. No. That seems harsh. So I was like, ooh, I'll just buy something from the cafe. Cafe shop. Closed, right. Yep. So, yeah, I was starving. So, do you know what we done? What did you do? Me, mum and my dad went to an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet after. Without me? <laughs> yeah. This is This is genuine news. <laughs> oh. So, I went there. Where ate, did you go? Um, I think it's called Jade Palace in Hamilton. Right. Yeah, it was really nice. Oh. And do you know what they had? Great. A chocolate fountain. Oh, come on now. Mm-hmm. The... Like I know, like Chinese restaurants aren't really the best for like desserts. Yeah, no, um, like, I've always found that like the one yeah. that we went to near my dad's when we went to visit him last time. Yeah, great little buffet, terrible desserts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they had um a variety of sponges, and then they had the chocolate fountain, which is <laughs> winner. Absolute bonus. So they had like marshmallows, strawberries. You know, things to dip in. And I literally got a bowl and a spoon and just scooped loads of chocolate into a little bowl. Sounds phenomenal. Yeah. So when you say scoop loads of chocolate, you mean like as in just put that chocolate fountain sauce in your bowl? It wasn't chocolate fountain sauce. It was melted chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got a little spoon and just held it under the fountain and was like, scoop, scoop, scoop. Skip. Wow. Yeah, it's really good. Wow. Yeah, that's like one step away from sticking your face under it. Do you know what? I was tempted. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realised once I sat down mm. that I'd actually used the big serving spoon for the strawberries. Just was, was now my spoon. <laughs> Whoa. So the spoon you're supposed to use to scoop out the strawberries. I'd scooped out the strawberries and then scooped out the chocolate and then just kept walking, carrying the spoon so mum had a little teaspoon and I had like a slightly larger dessert spoon, like not a dessert spoon, not a serving spoon, like in the middle. Right. Okay. I had full on pictures of giant <laughs> serving spoon, the size of your face and everybody else in the buffet looking at you like, wow, she really wants chocolate. I was sad because I'd just been to a birthday party and had nothing. Oh. Apart from that, I think I've had a good week. Not really much to talk about, I don't think. No, I think we've had. But how was your week? That was my week. How was your week? Yeah, I think we've had a slightly uneventful week. I think I've just kind of been in work. And that's about it, really. I don't think I've got a lot to report. What did we do on Sunday? Sunday we went and spent some time with your family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we had um, a second birthday. Second birthday. For for Matthew. Yeah. Who... Is like any normal person and has a week of birthday parties. Yep. Yep. As I said, more birthdays than the Queen. Yeah, we had buffet food. Yep. Cake. Yep. Played a little. Had Lots of sco- toys. Little mini scotch eggs, which just makes my entire life. Yeah. Had a wonderful time. Yeah, I think I'm kind of hitting the start of a bit of a health kick. Yeah. So my days off have been relatively uneventful. I have. Been to the gym. Yay. And I went to the cinema um, once with you. Oh, yeah, we went. I think, do you know what's really confusing me? Is that normally we record our podcast like the weekend before. Yeah. 
but so it's been we've had two weekends since our last podcast because we're late we are a couple of days yeah. late so we'll release at the same time yeah so it's weird to yeah we've had two two but, weekends since but we yeah spoke. we are a couple <laughs> of days later so it feels like we haven't recorded for like two weeks yeah um but yeah so i went once with you and then once without you um, and the once with you we're going to talk about in our entertainment bug yeah. this week, including a genuine entertainment bug for me as well. Yeah. And I went once without you and went to watch Judy, which is the Judy Garland biopic, which is really good. Very tragic. Yeah. But beautifully made. And it was nice to see Renée Zellweger... Do something that isn't just about how much bad plastic surgery she's had. Mm. It was it, it was really lovely. It was a great performance, and it was like, the, do you know you know when you see an actress or an actor play a part, and you're like, that is the perfect time of life for you. Right. Like you yeah. could never have played her as a younger person, and unfortunately, Judy Garland died quite young, so she obviously couldn't play her a younger person. So she, it, I don't know, just playing the part. Older. Of that person mm. at that age was just it was just perfect. Felt right, yeah. So I feel like this week's been a bit of um, entertainment-wise and cinematically, it's been a bit of a early Oscar grab week. Oh. I feel like the films that are coming out at the moment, they're all trying to grab some Oscar yeah. momentum ready for the start of next year, start of twenty twenty. Mm. Um. So yeah, uh, I really enjoyed that actually. Um. And apart from that, I think I've done very little. So, what did we go see together at the cinema? Uh, in our bug this week, we went to watch The Joker. To watch. To watch. Yeah, so I hadn't really read any reviews beforehand, hadn't really seen... I'd seen you showed me one advert before it because you are like, I don't really think you want to see it. Here's the trailer. What do you think? And I was like... Psycho thriller, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to see that. See, just when I think if something's comic booky, I immediately think, oh, you're probably not going to like this. Well, there's some things I do like, like I like Deadpool. Yeah. And I like some of the Spider-Man ones, some of the X-Men ones, like here and there. I can't keep up with the story, but I yeah. like, you know, the standalone ones. As a standalone yeah. film. Oh, that's yeah. quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, the the trailer I seen was quite dark. Yeah, very. And quite creepy. So I was like, yes, murder, I'm there. <laughs> so I hadn't had, read any reviews before we went, and but I kind of knew it was nothing really to do with Batman. That it was kind of a, I don't know if it's like a reimagine or something like, but it's separate from. Robert yeah, Batman. so I mean, it's it's connected to the comic books in sort of name alone. Mm. They, they, there's the characters, but it's a completely reimagined world around it. So, so we are going to talk about it. So, obviously, if you've not seen it, yeah, yeah, we were just about to say spoilers. Yeah, we are definitely going to talk about it. So, we're going to go into it. So, if you want to skip straight past this section, um, then please uh, feel free. Uh, but yeah, we are going to talk about just just bits that we enjoyed from the Joker and some of the sort of feel. Feelings that we sort of came away with uh, from that film. Uh, so, Carol, I'm going to go over to you first um, mm-hmm. and just ask you what were your initial impressions of the film? So, for the first half an hour, I see I squirmed in my seat. Like, it was very uncomfortable to watch. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of awkward silences. There was some humour maybe I didn't catch or some references that I didn't catch and I was yeah the first half hour I was just like this is not fun this is not an enjoyment for me but then after that I kind of got I don't know if I got into it or if I started to kind of pick up it more but that was their intentions like they want to make you feel uncomfortable as an audience like mm. they had awkward silences and inappropriate laughter and things like that that I kind of got into yeah. um and then I loved it like it was dark it was funny like I had yeah, I was laughing when I wasn't supposed to be laughing and I felt sorry for him. I cried and yeah. then yeah. towards the end, he accepted who he is. So I kind of accepted the film 
in a way like I th- like after it I'd heard that people had walked out halfway through and you don't get the full effect of the film if you walk out halfway through like, you need to see the kind of the wrapping up of the film and the, the final few kind of scenes and the ending of the storyline you need to see it to be able to appreciate the whole the whole film see yeah i'm really shocked by that and 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 i'm not sure like i'm not gonna go on and be a, a miserable grump and sort of say oh it's reflective satiety today but the fact is that how can you walk out halfway through that film i guess if you're expecting a batman film or a joker film that has some kind of relation because see the character who's the joker in that is old like he's a pers- portrayed to be his like 40s or something like that true, true. and batman is a child in there so yeah so yeah. later on when batman grows up the joker it doesn't match up like it as you said it doesn't complete match reimagining up. Yeah. and th- but the way it was advertised was a complete reimagining everything that everybody said before you've gone in to see yeah. the film maybe they did very the clearly sort of lays that out but not just because of that though like cinematically and dramatically the way it's written and the way it's shot mm. like it, it it was a classic tragedy. Yeah, yeah. Which made it, which as you said, made it difficult to watch. But at the same time, I found it so gripping. Mm-hmm. I, like never, I am looking forward to watching it again. Yeah, you, yeah, which is rare for you. Very you never rare, go and watch very films again. Like, I'm going to go and watch that plenty and plenty of times. Yeah, uh, that's one of the films that we're definitely going to own when it's when we can own it. Yeah. And all I'm saying is that it was such a great film, the way it was dramatically twisting and and sort of the way the plot unfolded itself. Mm-hmm. It was quite slow at points, where it was focusing on like his weight, like he was so thin. Oh, he really was. And the camera angles and him stretch, like he would yawn and like you'd stretch out and you could see like his ribs and stuff. And I think that can be quite hard hitting to some people. Yeah, it was difficult to watch. Yeah, but but. As a cinematic piece, it was wonderful and yeah. a real hark back to like films, films of the seventies and eighties. Right. There was a lot of those sort of parallels. Personal, no, no, those personal stories. Right. Like the 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 sort of protagonist centric films, mm. where it wasn't a big ensemble piece and it wasn't a big action film. It was literally about one person. And that person's emotional journey, and yeah. I, that kind of took me by surprise a bit when we watched the film because you've got other big stars in that film, but they're only in yeah two or three scenes. scenes, yeah. And it's it's all about Joaquin Phoenix, all about him, and the journey that he goes through. I thought it was phenomenal, and I've heard a lot of people sort of compare it to Robert De Niro's Taxi Driver. Not seen that. Um, which is all about a taxi driver who likewise gets very disenchanted with the society around him because of the experiences that he has mm. with the world and lashes out and kills mm. because of what the world's done to him. The parallels are there all the way through. Right. It's It's really good and it's really interesting that De Niro... Is in the film. Right. Because it was De Niro's film in the 70s, Taxi Driver, that it seems so clearly marked off. Mm, inspired by. Um, and, and it was, it was, it was like a comic book subject meets the classic protagonist character driven drama. And I, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I liked how sometimes it would be the reality and sometimes it would be kind of his reality and then it would you would kind of like you'd fall you'd fall for it, you'd fall along because it doesn't be like, Oh, this is a dreamy or this is like a different colouring to yeah, represent yeah. that it's in his mind. I, I love you've, the fact that I fell for it over and over again. But you and were supposed then, to because uh-huh. he did. And then at the end or well, the part where he's on the talk show, I was like Obviously, he's not really been invited onto that, and then he had, and that the, the time I didn't fall for it was the time it was real, yeah. and I, I like that. That like it's not, not to sound like oh I can always work it out, but it's not often that I'm tricked 
so yeah. many times within the same film. Well, Normally the I thing, can like, predict there's... the ending or predict the killer or, you know, that kind of thing. But I fell for it over and over again. Well, yeah, exactly. But that's that's what Todd Phillips wanted you to do. Mm. The The fantasy was... Like, see, if you think about the character and the fact that he had mental problems, mm-hmm. he had, unfortunately, you know, like societal mental issues and and he had delusions yeah the the fact is that it wasn't this dreamy fantasy and i think directors these days there's there's a very clear sort of way yeah of being like oh this is a dream sequence Mm -hmm. which is so standardized now yeah the as a viewer of modern television or film Mm-hmm. We see that and instantly go, oh, that's that. That's a dream sequence. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a color filter on it, <laughs> and they're doing such and such. Yeah, the angles are slightly different. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and and that's it. Mentally, yeah, we watch that and go, oh, that's a dream sequence. Yeah. We know that. Of course, it's not real. Whereas in in the Joker, mm-hmm. the Todd Phillips obviously wanted us to be sucked in yeah to his fantasy uh-huh. so we don't know when it's real and or fantasy yeah. just like he doesn't just exactly just like the character wouldn't know what was real and what was fantasy yeah and it's... and that's that's a, that's a great little bit of filmmaking yeah um there's and... quite a lot of unsurprising um comedy like i wasn't expecting to laugh so much we said this as we came out there and there was yeah. one in oh. particular that you felt really guilty about and i, I looked at it your was face hilarious. laughing and you couldn't yeah. like it was like <laughs> the character was in front of you and you were laughing at them yeah. you i could I see in your face that you felt that guilty yeah. no one else was laughing like those other scenes where everyone would kind of laugh together oh we shouldn't laugh at that ho 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 that's funny but this scene we were buckled by it. It was hilarious. No one else in the cinema was laughing. I think everybody was just so sucked into the drama. Yeah, that... and I, I was like wetting myself. It was so funny. And there, there, there was the the pinnacle moment. <laughs> that okay. And as we said, and spoilers. Honestly, if you don't want to hear spoilers about how this film goes, please turn off now. Right. So at the end, where he has his epiphany. Um, lashes out to the world and shoots Murray in the face. I gasped. Everybody else <laughs> in the cinema gasped. Yeah. Everybody was shocked, but it's quite close to a famous graphic novel scene from DC that I knew. And I was like, any minute now, he's going to pop up and shoot him in the face. Well, I mean, like, we've seen the build-up that he had the gun, he was practising pulling it out, so, like, you could sense it coming. It but, wasn't a shock. But when we saw him practise, he was shooting himself yeah. each time. So I think that's where everybody was really shocked. And you, and it, and it, and you could hear it, a palpable, <gasps> as yeah. it happened, apart from me, who went, ha! Yeah, at the, lo- the top of his voice, the loudest, not even, like, a chuckle, just a, ha! And then he realised no one else was laughing and then he just went silent. <laughs> you I carried on, on watching the film at that yeah, point. I thought, you know, normally you'd like continue laughing or be like, whoops, or something, but you just went silent. You didn't continue chuckling or anything. You you felt it. What I felt the previous time where I shouldn't have laughed at that. Like, I don't know. Well, a little bit. I, I did, fi- did find it funny, to be honest, that everyone gasped and I went, ah. Yeah. Uh, I did find it funny, but at the same time I was gripped by the scene because obviously he shot him in the face and I didn't want to miss too much. Yeah, it keeps moving. Yeah. yeah There's it, no like pause it, for coffee. That's the climax of the film, so I didn't want to want to miss what was coming up yeah. next. Um so that was funny. Yeah. Afterwards I had to find it really, really funny. But yeah, the scene that I found absolutely hilarious was when they're in his apartment and he shoots the work the guy and the guy yeah, who uh, he throws him under the bus, like the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The guy who gives him a gun then says, oh, he was asking about a gun. Yeah. My gun's missing or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the guy who yeah. sold him out, yeah. He shoots him, the little person, I don't know the correct term, is Did there. Did shoot him? I thought he stabbed him. Did he stab him? I thought he shot I him. I thought he stabbed him in the neck. Potential. Yes, he does. He stabs him. 
quite brutally. Yeah. So there's like blood on his face, his blood squirting out, there's a dead body on the floor, and this little person is like, but uh, uh, what do I do? Terrified, cowering, cowering in the corner. Yeah. And the Joker's like, don't worry, I like you. I'm not gonna shoot you. Yeah, you were always good to me. But yeah. I know that the Joker's locked the door. Like I, I remember that happening yeah. and noticing that this door yeah. is now got the wee safety hook latch yeah. thing so then you're wondering is there going to be a continuity error there are they just going yeah. to let it, that or is go? he going to rip it off or something like yeah you know because it's a janky old apartment is yeah. he just going to pull the door and it's going to come pinging off or are they just going to like cut away from it and not address the issue which sometimes happens in films yeah no he runs he pulls the door open he can't get it open because he's too <laughs> short <laughs> it's just <laughs> Oh yeah, and the Joker. So has then to he has to get up, ask the guy who's just brutally murdered the other guy that he walked in with, yeah. to open the door for him so he can run so away. So he can escape. So he can run yeah, away from so... him. <laughs> oh, it's so wonderfully awkward. And there was a few moments like that. The like the just outside the hospital when he's talking to the pl- two police officers. Oh yeah, and he walks and he tries to sort of suddenly walk away and. Not the look back or anything, door, yeah. uh, and he walks into the wrong side of an automatic oh. door, and it just and you can hear the dunk. You know, we've like there's, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have walked into glass of some nature and heard <laughs> that very sub- familiar sound of skull against glass, where you go dunk, <laughs> and it was just that noise, and it was so perfect, it was hilarious. Yeah, because it was quite eerie the film, like quiet. There wasn't yeah. like background music nope. or. Like when there was an awkward silence between characters, there was an awkward silence with the audience. I feel as well. Like yeah. It was quiet. Yeah. Like, see if you're having a conversation with someone and they make, or you make an awkward comment or a joke that doesn't land, and you know they don't pick up the conversation, you don't pick up the conversation. It's just kind of awkward. Like I felt that awkwardness, and I wanted to say something, but obviously I'm not in the movie. <laughs> but I genuinely felt awkward but it was great i loved it yeah good film mm-hmm. really good film so my only bug with that is that it's got nothing to do with anything else to do with batman and the joker but yeah as i said it wasn't supposed to uh, well not that it just wasn't supposed to so they're going to, to continue they very... from it or is that like a one-off standalone? Well, let's, see. let's see you never know i think because he was an old character i think it i think it all depends on the traction this 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 gets mm, the seals and it's very out with what Todd Phillips would normally make. He's a comedian. Mm. He's a comic director. Yeah, you know he's sort of renowned for his comedy, which is why I think those comedy moments were so good. Landed so well, yeah. Um, and he's obviously had this idea for this big dramatic tragedy mm. in in his head. For, for quite a long time. So I think how much traction that picks up. Well, I hope it picks up a lot because I really enjoyed it. It'd be interesting if from here they didn't just do Joker 2. Because <laughs> we've seen that. Yeah, what would they do though? Take another one. Take another... But I'm invested in this character now. But In his world. I want to know more about this. If it's good though, you'll get invested. If What would be great is if they did an M. Night Shyamalan type thing with that he did with um, Glass. Do you know, I was just about to say that. I love that Take film. these character profiles. Yeah. Make and reimagine great them. separate ones. Yeah. And then at the end, boom, put them into like a really dark Batman movie. So back to that film you just mentioned, Glass. Yeah. Do you know if there's any more coming out or anything like that? I think as far as I know, he's finished with that. Oh, they left on such a good ending, though. It could. But unfortunately, Carol, you're in a minority when it comes to that film. So, that film, which is the three films, was it Unbreakable, Split, and Glass? That's exactly it. If you like The Joker, go watch them. Like, it's a very dark psycho thriller. Yeah, I'd say especially, especially Split. I loved Split. That was amazing. Yeah. That actor, what's his name? James McAvoy. Love him. Oh, yeah. he was brilliant in that. Patricia. Oh, 
Loved it. He he I watch is it. he's phenomenal. He's a very very good actor, and and it sort of shows with how his career is developing of how good an actor he is. Mm. So he, I think you know as he sort of gets a bit older, he's going to turn in to one of those actors who becomes that sort of pinnacle of a great role. Mm. I think he's getting to that point now. He he does blockbusters and he does them well. Like so, what else has he been in since that film? He was in X Men. Because he's played Xavier, and that was after Glass, so that was this year. Right. So he was in X Men: Dark Phoenix, which was awful. Yeah, but I've not seen it. He was all right in it. He was there. Unless he's like the main character, I'm not really interested. He doesn't do main a lot. He didn't split. That that's why I said he doesn't. Do, <laughs> I didn't say he doesn't do main. I said he doesn't do main a lot. Uh, and then he was uh, just in the most recent It Chapter Two. No, do you think I'd like It? Maybe. Is it too scary for me? I don't know. We'll find out, won't we? Oh, Halloween's coming up. Better give it a watch. Yeah, and then he's uh, in this thing coming up called His Dark Materials, which is going to be huge. It's like a new, um, amazing, magical parallel university type thing. Mm. Uh, so that looks amazing. And then he's going to be in a film called Escape. Which Escape, Escape, uh, which is in development, it isn't even filming yet. So, no. so he's had actually had quite a big couple of years going from Glass into the next set of X Men films, which is the last of the that iteration of X Men, which is great. Means that Brian Singer's stopping doing them, which is wonderful. Which means Marvel owns them again now. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Um, and then he was in the biggest horror franchise of the last couple of years. It. Okay, yeah. I've not seen it. Maybe I'll give it a watch. Maybe. Uh, okay, so my actual entertainment bug this week. I'm going to talk about it really briefly. Um, yeah, because we've rabbited on quite a bit, haven't we? Yeah. Um, because I was watching the football this week. It's been... Um, the qualifiers for the Euros, and I was watching ITV, watching England play the Czech Republic, and listening to Glenn Hoddle talk about football like he is the encyclopedic expert of football, when, let's be honest, he was a terrible football manager. He was an average footballer, he was a terrible football manager, he talks like he knows way more than any of the managers and the players are idiots and the tactics are wrong and he knows better and he can read everything about the game does my head in because he was crap <laughs> plain and simple and i know I, I know for a fact that i am not the only one that thinks that way i saw a few few facebook statuses about how terrible he is as a commentator because he thinks he's an expert but he's a douche so how would he get that job then if he's that bad because he's got a name. He was, an, like I said, he was an okay footballer. Way better than I'll ever be, but I'm on from a professional standard, he was an average footballer who yeah. managed to play for his country because he was a solid player when mm. they needed a solid player with no flair. Uh, he could tackle because he was an idiot thug. Um, and then he became a manager and he managed Spurs and wasn't very good and then somehow got the England job and was probably the worst England manager of his generation. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's your bug. That's my bug. Why let Glenn Hoddle be a commentator? Why let Glenn Hoddle do any of that stuff? How did he even become a footballer? <laughs> so next up, we're going to be talking about what's on your plate. So, Carol, what's on your plate? So this week, my favourite meal was probably our lazy night where we hadn't defrosted anything we nipped the shop on the way home and got gammon steaks yeah that was my favorite meal this week it's always good isn't it yeah gammon steak fried egg we had carrot chips didn't we, we we've got into so, our carrot chips yeah, recently it's you know a new you... thing that we're like oh yeah they're good yeah so you know you buy those carrots and they're already cut into batons that people would like have with dip or something yeah so spray them Paprika, salt, oven. Just like, just pretend they're chips. 
Yeah, it's good. If you sort of roast them for long enough, they they dry out. Yeah. What we have found is that we need to leave them in a little bit longer than we feel like we should. A lower temperature, yeah, double the time. Long. That's yeah. what I've been doing recently. Yeah. Because yeah. if you try and cook them... Like chips. Quick yeah. and like chips, yeah, the, they kind of kind of get left slightly raw in the middle yeah, and a like, bit mushy. Yeah, soggy burn. And a bit watery, yeah. Soggy burn. <laughs> That's what happens to carrot chicks when you try and cook them too quick. They turn into soggy burn. I think the paprika. What paprika... a descriptive. That's so good. <laughs> paprika burns. It like yeah. looks dark as well. Yeah, so. it does. So you think they're really cooked, but inside they're raw. So. Yeah. Uh, and they're not great. So that was my favourite meal. What about you? What was your favourite meal this week? Um, so we've had some quick meals this week. We, uh, As we said, like we keep forgetting to defrost things. Um, so we had a great meal tonight, actually. I think oh, yeah. That probably, uh, that's probably probably my favourite meal of the week, I think. Oh. Um, I, we had venison burgers. Yeah, so it was a mix. Now, I feel quite guilty about liking it because I feel like venison has a, is, is a bad thing to eat. Yeah, it, like, it feels like it's got a stigma. Yeah, but it was mixed with pork and herbs and spices or yeah. something. It was really flavorful. Um, we've never really done venison before, but we no. thought we'd try it. But we were in Asda, they were marked down, so that was that kind of thing, really, wasn't it? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so we, we had venison burgers with bacon. Bacon medallions. And a little bit of low-fat cheese. Low-fat cheese. And a good whole old meal, side salad. Yeah, wholemeal burger. Wholemeal burger and um, sweet potato fries, yeah. which we made from fresh, not any of that pre-packed stuff, which has got loads of hidden, additives with hidden, a bit of batter on yeah. it and stuff like that. Um, so no, uh, but I loved it. It was a great meal. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. But for what's on your plate this week, I did promise last time mm-hmm. on this episode that I was going to do a what's on your plate. So, so John, what have you put on my plate? Well, technically, I haven't put anything on your plate. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You were still away. This is at the start of the week. I got excited after we talked about it last time. And I was like, oh, I'm going to make loads of things. And you weren't here for any of it. But I made loads of things. (laughs) So tell me all about them, then. So I went for a classic breakfast bake for what's on your plate. I made some really good egg bakes while you were away. Um, Because they last a while. They last a couple of mornings, which is great. You know I'm not. Uh, a good eater in the morning no. so if it's not there for me I won't bother eating mm-hmm. which is bad when you're trying to regulate your diet Yeah, it's always good to eat in the morning so I did some breakfast bakes which is basically loads of mixed egg um, with peppers onions, bacon, bit of chicken whatever you want to put in there uh, breakfast yeah. bake is great, you can put whatever you want in it yeah you can hide a lot of veg in it can't you yeah, which is what I was doing this week. I had one that was absolutely like loaded with onions and peppers, and I think I put tomato a bit. maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't think we had any to put in, but you can throw them in. Yeah. The great thing about it is like it's like the baked version of a Spanish omelet. It's just amazing. And then yeah, because I remember you used to make them quite a lot with um, courgette, and you don't really like courgette. No, not generally, but I do quite like it in the breakfast bake. Yeah, um, courgette with scrambled eggs or or mm-hmm. like an egg mix for me yeah sounds brilliant yeah when we were in cyprus i used to make them a lot you did yeah because uh, courgettes were really good out there yeah and they were always in the shop yeah um so yeah uh i put i'm putting a basic recipe on the website but to be honest you can kind of do whatever you want with it whatever you want to put in there like in the same way that you'd put anything in an omelet you can put that in your breakfast bake mm. And then it's all just about the cook time. The only yeah. thing that you have to be careful of is if you over over bake your breakfast bake, it all burns on like one side for some reason. Right. Because mm-hmm. um, it doesn't stretch all over. And then if, if to be honest, if you really, really over bake it, then it just turns into dry, mm. nasty dust. Yeah. Because if you take all the moisture out of the egg, that is what the that's where the goodness the bait, comes yeah, from. Yeah. Yeah. So so it just turns into dust. Which is... Yeah, you have to be careful because like peppers and courgette are quite wet. Yeah. But then obviously you want so you want to dry them out, but you don't want to dry out the egg. That's, so, yeah, it's quite tricky. So what you tend to do is dry fry everything first. Right. Dry fry your peppers and your onions and all that mix. Mm. Let that cook into itself. Then you throw the chicken in there. Get all the juice around the chicken so everything's yeah, in there. Yeah, okay. And then mm. you mix it up all up in the bowl and then you put your egg over the top and then bake it through. 
So you don't try and do everything all at once. Yeah, I probably just should. Um, so yeah, you kind of nice. kind of let everything cook in it in its own juice. So did you remember to do some nice photos for us? I actually did. I took a few pictures uh, as I was going through. So as I said, I'll post that up and just write down a basic recipe. And like I said, you can put whatever you want in a breakfast bake, and yeah. they're great if you're on a diet because it's quick, it's easy, protein, it's low fat, it's high protein, it's. Yeah. Low carb, it's low Filling. sugar, it's great, perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, fill in. And if you make a big enough one, it's available for days. For days. For days. I've got a bit of a torture coming up. Um for nursery. We're having a Halloween bake sale. Oh. So I'm gonna be baking and I've been looking up lots of pictures and nice food. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna help with that. Cause I'm going to do next week's What's on your plate as well? Oh, yes. What are you making me? So we've had a recipe suggestion from Jenna. Thank Ooh. you, Jenna. Um, hi, Jenna. Hi, Jenna. <laughs> um, she she was messaging because she was like, oh, just listen to it. Oh, I've got so have you tried these recipes? Have you check out this company and stuff like that? And I was like, oh, yeah, we kind of use you know them a bit and we use... Is it Slim and Eat, she said? That's n- what I put on last week. I think it was Pinch of Nom. Oh, Pinch of Nom. Yeah, we use them quite a lot. We do like Pinch of Nom, but she's got the book. Oh, Um, she's fancy. Yeah, she's fancy. She went out and bought an actual book. Not like Um, me who downloads it and prints it. That's that's what I was saying to her. I was like, "Eh, generally we just use online to see what we want and inspires us. But I guess it is really good because if you've got the book there, they might come up with something that you wouldn't have even... Yeah, you wouldn't think to, think to search. Yeah. So this is why I wanted to try this recipe so much is because I sort of said to Jen, I was like, we struggle with sweet treats and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, and she sent me a recipe for OT. Chocolate uh, and orange oats. Yeah, chocolate and orange oat Baked bake. oats. Yeah, so mm. that sounds good. So we're going to give it a go for next week. I look forward to it. So I'm going to make it on one of my days off and I'm going to take pictures of it and it's going to be gone within 24 hours. <laughs> so yeah, thanks Jenna. Excellent. Uh, so that's going to be next week's What's on Your Plate? I look forward to it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so and I'll try and make more of an effort to cook during the week. I've been a little bit lazy this week. I've, I've been a bit lazy too. I just said we had quick meals. Yeah, we've not quick been meals. we've not been great. We've not pre-cooked like we normally do. These dark nights are getting me down. They they are. Like we were talking last week with our seasons, it's uh, it's difficult when it's dark because you're home at night. Then you're like, yeah, I'm done for the day. Yeah, once the clocks change, hopefully I'll feel a bit better. Was it yesterday we were like in dinner bed done? Yeah, at half eight I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm ready for bed. It's only half eight. Oh no! Yep. Went to clean the kitchen. It was midnight before I went to bed. Shocking. Dafty. Shocking. But yeah, they're really making me tired, especially when we're snuggly with a blanket on the sofa. It's just the best, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just does make you a little bit lethargic, though. We'll we'll pick up once we get used to the season. Yeah. We'll once we used okay. to the change. We'll be okay. Oh, what's the music? <laughs> I don't think you could use that as a theme tune. No, it's not a theme tune. It's just a hint. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's a hint. That's... Disco! That's what represents a disco to you. That's what a disco sounds like. Classic disco tune. Wow. You're such a gran. Rude. Disco. D-I-S-D-O. Disco. Disco. And we've actually had some people writing in. Woo! Woo! Thanks for the shout-outs, guys. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Um, So we have had some disco tune classics, and we are going to get round to them. But first of all, Carol, I want you to give me your most enduring Disco memory. Right. Now, this is a hard one because I've got a bad memory. (laughs) (laughs) I've got snippets. Likewise. I think most of us do. Like, most of us don't really remember details about the disco Mm -hmm. unless we had a particularly harrowing time or anything like that. So, I've got a couple of little little snippets of stories I want to say. 
So I think my dad was part of the PTA or was a chaperone or something. But Sounds I remember like going to my brother's discos. Right. Um, and I would be allowed to dance at the side. <laughs> um, well, Craig. I love how every disco is the same tune. <laughs> Okay. So my dad would be filming Craig, who's like busting his moves, like proper. Oh, mm-hmm. Craig and his moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then the I'd be best. like, "Daddy, film me, film me," and that'd be like, I don't know, a little dance move at the side in my my black velvet dress, you know. There are some interesting moves going on in this room right now. <laughs> I'm out of breath. <laughs> I really, really, really wish we did a video podcast because. Wow. Those were some moves. Oh, so yeah. I remember that and I remember Craig winning like best dancer and stuff like that and maybe like, oh my God, that's my brother. He does such a dance. And then Craig went through a phase of like dancing was so uncool, like standing at the side. Yeah. Wow. And then like it was every, exciting. Every male in existence does. Yeah. I remember there being like tuck shop. Yeah, And yeah. you would get a packet of crisps and a wee squidgy juice. Yeah, yeah. That was your tuck. You paid uh-huh. your 50 pence. Yeah. Um, and I remember quite a lot, like, screaming at the front. Like, cause our school had a stage, so the DJ would be on the stage. Right. And there'd be, like, a bench in front of it, so, like, you couldn't go near, near the stage. Mm-hmm. And I'd be behind it, like, ah! screaming as loud as I could. And the DJ would be like, right, come on, children, let's not scream so loud. And then I'd still be, like, high-pitched, screaming over everyone, like, not listening. Being yeah. the little rebel that was. Not much chance, that... has it, Carol? No. No. Um, but I remember there'd been a lot of like Spice Girls, Boyzone. Yeah, you did um, sort of grow up in that 90s Macarena, era, didn't you? With loads of yeah. girl, girl bands and boy bands. Yeah. It? I don't really remember Saturday night. Like, I always remember Saturday night being like older. Like, that it was is. like when that came on, it was like, oh, yeah, like, I know this because I went to the skating on a Friday night. Like, Saturday night is what. older. So that is my enduring memory. That's your one. Yeah. So. Do you know the dance still? No, probably no. not, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, we're talking... Da-da-da-da. Nearly 30 years ago, must be. Mm. So I remember Saturday night because I didn't go to many school discos. Um, yeah, I went through a phase. I think I went to a lot and then in high school, maybe not so I much. think I went to maybe like one or two at the end of primary school and I think I went to two in high school and that was me. Mm. I was never really interested after that because... Yeah. In primary school, I don't, I don't know why I didn't go. Like we, we, it was a little village, and everyone knew everyone. So I probably did go some more. I just can't really remember yeah. them. But I remember, like, in the last couple of years, we went, and that's when, when the whole like Saturday night thing was. Mm. That's was that when... like ninety three, ninety five, something like that? Yeah, something like that must be ish. Mm. You know, so it's coming up to not far off thirty years ago. Wow. And. I remember when it came out and every, all the girls in my class and... Knew every Yeah, all, everybody was dancing. And I, I remember going to stand outside. Yeah. And just watch everybody dancing because I was no. like, I don't want to do this dance. No. And then, yeah, so, so that was a little bit pre your school disco time. Yeah, I, like, I remember like my older cousins knowing it and things like that. Like, but I don't remember knowing it till I was older. Yeah, so you said yeah. the Macarena. Was that in your school disco time? Was that a little bit before as well? I, I think it kept coming out. Like, every summer, I felt like it just re- re-released or something. Like, I just felt like it was, like, it every did, it, year. It was yeah. very much the, the summer song The for go-to DJ for, for years, I think the DJ would always play that. Yeah. Still play it now. Like, it's a go-to now. And what was what's the other one of that sort of ilk around that time? Mambo number five. That's got to be yeah. around your school disco time. I remember as well. that. I do. Yeah, Kno- knowing all the words, all all the names. Is that the same song where it's like Jessica? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and then there was when I was in high school. Did you ever do social dancing? I don't know if it's. I I don't think so because when you say so social dancing, I'm like no idea what that is. So um towards like near Christmas time, instead of doing like PE you would have to do social dancing. So you'd paid up and you would do like the songs we done at the wedding, like heel, toe, heel, toe. Kaylee songs. Yeah. But it was called social dancing. So you wouldn't do that at the disco or anything. That would be like your daytime school I was going to say, that'd be a weird ass disco. No, you'd do that like during the day. You wouldn't do it at discos. 
but then I remember in high school we also had like spring fling which was like much more formal than like a disco it would mm-hmm. be like you know they would you'd wear like a nice dress some of the boys would wear kilts but not really um and it'd be like it wouldn't be in the school it'd be like in a hotel and then obviously you had prom which we, we had prom did you do prom uh no unfortunately no. i wasn't in school ah, but did your school do it anymore no i don't no. think so we had what we'd call an roa evening which was pretty much i guess like a prom yeah. but not really because it wasn't like it's quite american isn't it a like disco I'd, dance i don't know thing. if my brother had a prom no i think it was brought in i think your thing. sort of age group yeah. would be the first ones that really had an american prom. style prom like yeah. when i obviously i unfortunately didn't get to the end of my school time um but i think the guys had uh, an roa evening which is where they have like an assembly with parents and people perform things and mm. get awards and stuff like that yeah. and basically everybody afterwards just goes and gets wanked in <laughs> one of the clubs in north <laughs> wales and that's it you know that's like oh my roa evening mate as well god oh, um dear. And yeah, I never got to do any of that. So, so yeah, I think my lasting memory is Cha Cha Slide, right? Um, See, Macarena. I would have thought that was like after your time. Cha-cha that was like slide. high school. Yeah, I remember doing really? it in high school. Wow, I'm old. And Spice Girls, if you wanna be my lover, and stop right now. Thank you. That one knew all the. So yeah, the Spice Girls were huge Loves. in your time, right? I love Spice when Girls. They, yeah, they kicked off. See, yeah. like one of my more more sort of lasting memories is i remember being at my school disco and um oasis she's electric came on oh god and not everybody loved oasis everybody no. was into their pop time and i was like yeah <laughs> having a great time <laughs> they're my songs yeah i definitely remember being discos being like uncool when I got to a certain age, like there wasn't yeah. many people that went. No, but I've, I'm sure I went to almost all my discos. Like your end of term, like your summer holiday disco, Halloween disco, Christmas disco, Valentine's disco. Like we had a lot of discos. You really did. <laughs> Sorry, John, am I boring you? <laughs> Getting tired just thinking about all these discos. Yeah. Whoa. And then our social dancing, which was during. The I think day. our school had like two a year: one near Christmas and one at summer. Yeah. But the summer one, I, th- I feel like they had a school disco, but then they had a thing called the the summer barbecue where Aww. like students would perform and entertain mm. and they'd do more end of year awards for people and things like that. Yeah, we had end of year things too. And I got to sing at one. Aww. Which is kind of how as a late teen I rediscovered that I could sing, which was <laughs> great. I would uh, love if I like didn't realize how good I was at singing and just like belted out and was like, "Oh, I can sing." I don't. Th- I don't think it was that good. Not at that point. No. Um, but I just rediscovered that I had a voice because you know, as as a gentleman, you go through a bit of a time between somewhere between twelve and sixteen, depending on yourself and how you know. How early or late it happens, and mm. you know your voice goes through a bit of a change. Yeah, you try not to talk in public. <laughs> yeah, so I was like a child soprano, and then at the age of fifteen, I was like, oh, definitely not a soprano anymore, but I've got a voice again, <laughs> which is good, and that was that was nice to discover. Aww. Uh, so that was uh, one of those summer barbecuey party type things that I discovered that in school. Yeah, yeah just on on my way out the door, really. <laughs> so oh yeah, I can sing again. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we did have, as we said, we've got some shout outs. We did. Um, so we've had some absolute classics. Mm. Um, so our, one of our old bosses, the lovely Joe Fisher. Joe Fish. Hi, Joe. We miss you. Oh, we do. So I always think of Joe really, really fondly and I hope that she listens to this episode and I am going to badger to listen to it. But I always think of Joe really fondly. Because Joe was the one who helped me set up your engagement. Yeah. So I'm always going to be really, really grateful for Joe. And yeah. um, Joe was there for us too a lot. She was there when um when 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 I was when we were away from home and my grand died. You know, she was really there for yeah. me. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's a great manager, a great support. Yeah. She brought us up when we were up and brought us up when we were down. <laughs> yeah. She was just amazing. Greatest yeah. person ever. Um, so, Joe uh, gave us a bit of a shout out for Come On Eileen. <laughs> I can imagine her singing it. What a tune, absolutely. <laughs> but like trying to do the deep voice as well. Like, come on, Eileen. <laughs> you can just see her now. Like, yeah. On a that, table. That's a good song. That's a classic song for like a DJ, a family party. Like, gets everyone on the dance floor, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, I think if like generally we talk about those disco classics, that's what they all eventually turn into. Yeah. Think about Saturday night. Think about the Macarena. Think about yeah. Cha Cha Slide. They are. Floor fillers for Steps DJs are coming back as you get older for family party. Spice, Spice Girls, Girls are yeah, back. huge again now. Yeah. Um, so that's an absolute... what year was that? What coming, Eileen? Yeah, I think you're showing your age, Joe. <laughs> I'm not going to reveal the year, Joe. <laughs> you're nicer than me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I absolutely am, and everybody knows it. <laughs> and we've had a double shout out from the lovely Lynn. Uh, over at Glock, we we plugged that the other week. But, yeah, we're going uh, the soon. The show is coming up now, not we're next going, week. A week on Wednesday, we're going. So it's in the King's Theatre. Go and watch it. It's going to be amazing. Uh, but she gave us a double shout out. So one of them, um, I think, was her serious shout out. Mm-hmm. What one was uh, that? Which was oh, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's like I got key, I got secret. Is it called I've Got the Key? I think it is. Yeah. I just wanted to sing it. I don't really know that song, but I have a funny story about that song. Oh, yeah? Which I'm sure I've told you. Um, When I used to work abroad, we had to... We would keep a key in the cupboard. <laughs> and at the I end... I just remembered the story. Yeah, at the end uh, of every day, you had to lock up the nursery and take the key back to reception. And we'd all argue over who had to take this key back to reception because it was out of the way of going home. And at the end of the day... You wanted to go home. Yeah. So I like would always get to the front door and be like, oh, we forgot the key. Who's going back? So I was like, do you know what? I've remembered the key. I'm going to put it in my pocket and I'm not going to tell anyone. And we got to the front door and I was like, oh, who's got the key? And everyone's like, you do, Carol. You've got the key. How do you know? So from the cupboard, I had walked through the nursery, through our front door, singing, I got the key. I got the secret. Without even realising it, I'd sang it the whole way down. <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> and it just makes me laugh so much because you do genuinely singing narrate your life <laughs> without realising it. And you do it all the time. Book on a stick. <laughs> we'll, we'll get round to that one day. So I don't know any more words to that song apart from I've got the key, I've got the secret. That's fine. That's all you need to know now. <laughs> um, and her other one, um, which is really funny because I think this song's been made more important to me in the last few months, uh, which is Umbop by Hanson. Ah, oh, good song. I yeah. remember that as well. And that I must rec- have been played at Madisco's. Yeah, and I recently, yeah, it must have been. Must have been because it's about the same area. Maybe, maybe a little bit earlier. Uh, than, than you. I know it was a bit after my school discos, but it might have been a little bit before yours. Yeah. So somewhere in between. But recently, I played that for my friend's wedding because <laughs> she was like, "I bet you won't play that one." I was like, "But I will." Yeah, it sounded nice. Ah, yeah. You make a, everything sound nice. I did a, a chill acoustic version of. And there's also Alan, um, who I think is trying to be super cool. He's not, got not to be confused with Big Al. Not Big Al. Not my dad. Um, but my other friend, Alan, who's... Big. Quite big. <laughs> yeah, he's really tall. <laughs> All right, Al. Uh, Al was one of my groomsmen at my wedding, and I was uh, one of the groomsmen for his. Um, and he's somewhere out in the big wide world, and I think he's just trying to be cool. Yeah. There's got to be a cheesier disco song for him, but he did give a shout-out for Jump Around. Wait, jump Around. Jump, jump, jump Around. And it's just amazing. Um, and yeah, that that that's kind of been an enduring song for me. As in, I don't think it's just a school disco song for me. Mm. I remember being quite drunk in uni and jumping around the clubs to that as well. Oh, so a bit of house. You're of such pain. a clubber. Oh, <laughs> once upon a day where I didn't know any better. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What was the other one? For Alan. Mm. 
No, that was it. I thought you said he had two. No, Alan just had the one. Oh, do you know that gives me like flashbacks said, of? I like he's. I think he's just trying to be cool. There's got to be something cheesier, Alan. Yeah. I remember the phase, Graham, his 18th birthday. So I get those confused because our 18th birthdays were like at the end of our school year. So right. like discos and them kind of mix up. But he loved 99 red balloons. And I remember ah. jumping about the dance floor, kicking all these balloons about, trying to sing German to this song. I was going to say, was it, was it the original, yeah? <laughs> I think so. Uh, it's not the original. Thinking about it, it's the... It's the... 99, no oh. Yeah, it's not the original, original though, is it? Oh, isn't that? No, because there was the dancey house version, which is probably... No, I don't think it was dancey house version. No. Anyway, we had another shout out as well. Yep. From, back from, is it Jenna? Yeah, Thanks. it is. Jenna, same, Jenna. same lovely Jenna, who uh, gave us a recipe suggestion for next week. Yeah, she said steps, five, six, seven, eight. Of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah, I th- steps must have been a big part of my discos because yeah, I remember steps. I love steps. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yours must have been full of like Boyzone, Westlife, Steps, Spice Girls. Take that, or was that a bit? That they was, were not cool well, anymore. Well, more Robbie. Right, more okay, because he'd probably gone solo at yeah, that point. So yeah. finishing all your little like Angels was always the last song. I was gonna say yeah. finishing all your couples <laughs> dances with Angels. That's what I was getting to. I can see you there. Yeah. With your mop in the middle. Shut up! So rude. But do you know, I think I went to one school disco. Right. With a boyfriend and a song came on and I was like, "You've got to dance with me. It's, it's a couple song. You've got to dance with me." And he begrudgingly two stepped to the whole song. And then went back out to doing his own thing after that. Yeah. Oh, it just, you never quite got that, like, couple dance thing, did you, babe? No, I was hoping I'd get it at my wedding. I, I danced for you. For one song. Yeah. And then what did you do, Jan? Uh, played music, drank alcohol, chatty friends. And went, was out having fresh air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was actually out the back for a while drinking uh, whiskey with Jordan. Yeah flashbacks to being alone at the school disco um, getting Natasha <laughs> way more drunk than she should have been which was ace that was so good she's so so, good. I don't know why I'm so drunk I don't know what happened <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that she had a couple of glasses of red snag out the back with us yeah it was oh, great she's great it I'm was great much. yeah we need to catch up soon yeah we haven't had many topic suggestions guys come on guys hint hint guys You've got some written down that we can maybe go through. Yeah, so we'll announce that with the release of the episode spoiler. Yeah, so we'll put it on our social media and you can get in touch like you did this time, which was lovely. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, who we've given a huge, huge shouts out to this week. And uh, yeah, keep getting involved because it just makes us feel special and nice and we really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so how can you get in touch, John? Uh, so you can get in touch either through Facebook or, or Instagram. Both on... at Hughes's Musing. That's the one. And you can also get in touch with us via our website, which is... <gasps> the website, the real website is live. It's in its Woo! rightful place. We're absolutely buzzing. So where's that, Carol? It is Hughes'Musings.com. Hughes'Musings.com. Um, and you can also, if you don't want to put it out in a public forum, just send us an email. It's a bit more subtle. Um, uh, Hughes's the, the, the Hughes. Hughes podcast. Yeah. The Hughes podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just uh, give us some recipe suggestions, some inspirations. We've had no, no inspiration corner this week. I'm still finishing that baby blanket. That's why. Yeah, we've had no time to be inspired. I've been inspired to get my fat ass into the gym. Um, and that's about it. So we can need some inspiration corner. Give us some recipe suggestions and give us some... Q&A. We've had no Q&A yet. Nobody wants to know anything about us, Carol. Because we talk all the time and tell it all before they can ask. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that is it. Nobody wants to ask anything because we're too busy oh, telling them. Oh, I did. I forgot to say at my um, How's Your Week Been that I got sad news this week. Did you? Yeah. My Summer World cons- Consultant is no longer my Summer World Consultant. Oh, That's sad because... You do get on so, so well. Yeah, I've been going to this girl for a year and a half. 
and it is more of like a friendship than it is like a sitting around talking about being fat but no she's gone on to bigger and better things so go her that's good I will miss her and, and hopefully you'll get on yeah. with the new one yeah hopefully I'll be nice <laughs> I, I feel sorry for whoever's taking away um, so yeah I'll, well yeah I'll need a bit of extra support and change over yep but onwards and upwards I am all about support now I am Gymming it, I mean salads. I'm going for it. I'm losing the pounds. Losing the pounds. But yeah, that is everything from us this week. Thank you very much for listening again. Thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, we'd love for you to get in touch with us. But for now, that is all. So we'll see you soon. Chat to you next week. Bye. Bye.